Hello and welcome back to Millennial Ag, where agriculture is always on tap and no topic is off limits. Thanks for joining us today, your co-hosts, Valine Likely and Catherine Lotspeech. Listeners, welcome back to this week's episode. Um, this week, it's just Catherine and I, um, and we apologize for kind of the delay in airing, um, but it'll get it'll get uploaded. Um, but this week, we um, have kind of been chatting or texting on a few things, and um, it got us, and especially with the time change, kind of got us thinking and talking about mental health. So we thought we'd um, dive into just mental health a little bit and a reminder reminder of how, how important mental health is um, in our own lives. And we'll kind of talk about what we've, you know, maybe been going through a little bit and um, what, what we found to take care of ourselves and the people around us as well. How does that sound, Catherine? Sounds like a plan to me, Val. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I don't know where to get started, but um, I guess maybe Catherine, what, I guess we had kind of been talking about maybe seasonal depression a little bit with the, with the weather change and, um, daylight savings. And I, you probably have a little more expertise maybe in the matter, but what, what do you think causes some of that? And what are some things maybe to even look out for, um, for people that kind of have noticed some, a slump this week? Yeah, for sure. I don't know if I'm an expert by any means, but I, I deal with it my own self. So, um, I can speak from that lens for sure. Um, you know, it's been well documented that, uh, the change in seasons can cause, um, depression symptoms to onset in people. Um, nobody really knows exactly why, um, don't know, you know, if it's changes in air pressure or the lack of sunlight, actually the lack of sunlight is very well documented. Um, <laughs> <laughs> vitamin less- D is good for the soul. <laughs> Yes. Vitamin D is good for everything. Um, and the lack of the less sunlight during the day has certainly been shown to, um, to have the onset of, of depressive, depressive symptoms. Um, and so, you know, the seasons change, particularly in the fall, when we turn our clocks back and we have less daylight, um, you know, we get up in the dark and we're going to sleep or we come home in the dark. Um, that can definitely bring on a mood change. And I know it does for me every year. Um, in fact, my family was just noticing this past week that I haven't quite been myself and, um, you know, talking to me about it to make sure that I don't go down, um, too much of a rabbit hole, um, as has happened before in my life. So, um, you know, some things I do, I just told you about one of them is that my family is very attuned, um, to what my mood is because we've really struggled in the past with, um, with, with depression, um, and so I surround myself with people who love me and, and can notice those sorts of things. And I've given them permission to say, hey, you don't seem quite like yourself, um, which is actually a really important piece because, um, you know, some people might, you know, they'll, oh, I don't want to bug her or maybe I'm, you know, maybe I'm off base. I don't want to offend her. Um, but speaking as someone who struggles with, with seasonal depression, um, you know, try and have that talk with your loved one, whoever it is. And and um, have that open two-way communication because it can save a lot of heartache. Um, and something else I do is, you know, get back in touch with my doctors and, and uh, you know, sort of let them know what's going on. And they can, they may prescribe something or they may, you know, like I take extra vitamin D during the winter time um, to make sure that I'm getting enough. 
and try to make sure that I get some sunlight every single day. So that's sort of my experience with seasonal depression and, you know, a few things that I do to kind of help with it. Um, that's just, you know, that has just popped up in the last week or so as we, as we change time and move into this new season. Well, Catherine, I want to first thank you for being honest and vulnerable. Um, I mean, it's, it's stuff that I think a lot of people can relate to. Um, and it's stuff I don't think we talk about nearly enough either, you know, especially when, when we get busy, it's easy to, to, you know, brush that stuff under, under the rug and just say, oh, it's just, I'm a little more tired or I just, you know, but having, having your friends and family and trusting them to tell you, Hey, something's not right is really, really incredible. Yeah. It's a really powerful tool to have in your pocket. And it's, it's awkward. Um, you know, when you first start talking about this, because we're in ag and you just pull yourself up by your bootstraps and, you know, don't want to bug anybody, but, um, my people have told me that they want to be bugged and I've told them that I want them to bug me. And, you know, it really, it, it's helped save from some pretty ugly situations. So like I say, I know it's awkward in agriculture. Um, you love your family, but you don't want to impose, impose because mental health is just as important as physical health and, um, maybe even more important. And, and it's time that we start having these conversations in agriculture and not, not be afraid of stepping on toes. Um, stepping on toes can save lives, save heart, save heartache. So, well, and I think too, um, just being around farmers and dating a farmer, um, and cattlemen too, is we're, we're ending a very busy season. Like there's still a few trucks in the field and there's a few, but people are winterizing farmers. Um, there's always something to do. Don't get me wrong. Um, but they, they go into a slower season and, um, and not being go, 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 I think also can be, you know, hard, a hard transition too. you know, more somebody that's used to working outside all day long and their days are shortened. Um, and it's a great, it's a great time to relax and people need to relax, but just understanding that giving yourself that permission to relax and enjoy the time, go skiing, spend more time with family, you know, trying to find those outlets, um, to, to still stimulate your brain in a positive way, because I think we can get, and only, and from my experience, I can, um, if I don't force myself to get outside and get fresh air, I go stir crazy. And so, <laughs> It's like you can bundle up and still run in the winter valley, you know, get up and go put your headlamp on, find somebody to go with you, go, you know, you can, as long as it's not a blizzard and an ice patch, you know, you can still find ways to, to do those things that, you know, is, is beneficial to your mental health. Yeah, definitely. Those things that fill the cup back up, especially after, like you say, harvest a long, busy season. Um, that's more than likely drained you out. Um, finding those activities and people surrounding yourself with those positive things to fill your cup back up because you can't pour from an empty cup. And when you do bad things start happening. Yeah. Well, and I, you know, you, you can pour, you can, you can try to pour, but we also have, well, and I'm going in like three different directions in my brain. So bear with me here for a second. <laughs> Um, All right. We're buckled in. (laughs) 
but it's, it's what you put in your cup too. You know, you can fill your, fill your cup with, with a lot of things, but making sure you're filling it with stuff that fills your soul. You know, we there's a lot of, um, negativity in the world still. Um, like in Idaho right now, it seems like there's a lot of political turmoil going on. Um, COVID's running rampant, family stressors, um, lots of things that are going on that I find if I spend too much time, whether it's in social media or, um, in, in those environments too long, um, my cup maybe feels like it's filling up, but it's not with positivity. And when it does pour out, it's not pretty. (laughs) Maybe your cup is filled with Kool-Aid instead of, you know, like, I don't know, vitamin water or something. <laughs> a glass of wine, maybe. <laughs> glass of wine works. It definitely <laughs> works. Or sometimes just water, you know? Mm-hmm. And water is good. That's another good mental health reminder. It's, it's amazing what like drinking water and plenty of it'll do do for your body and help you help help you feel too. Yeah, it can flush out the bad, that's for sure. I really like that analogy, Val, filling up your cup with something good. Um, and making sure that you're, you're getting the good in your life. Um, definitely. Well, and I, um, I don't like, it's hard, I think right now too, because it's, we're in a lot of un, unrest in the world maybe, or in our lives. And there's lots of, you know, changing parts and new things happening. And we just don't know we don't know where things are going. And, um, you know, you're a new mom, new job, new, um, projects at work, um, some stressors within the family, you know, things like that. And there's, there's a lot of uncertainty sometimes. And I, and I think finding, finding those things that help, help bring you peace and comfort and, and switch your brain off a little bit from those, from those stressors is, is important. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. Um, you know, we've, we've both been dealing with a lot of change in our lives this year. Um, you moved your job back to Idaho. You've bought a home. Um, I was pregnant and now have a baby and a new job. (laughs) Um, there's, there's been a lot in our lives this year to throw off the even keel, Um, and I think, you know, one thing that we do is you and I meet up every week and we do this podcast and that, that certainly helped me, um, you know, keep a steady, steady hand on the steering wheel. How many analogies can we throw into this? (laughs) (laughs) Well, just what makes an emoji with them all in it. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) But yeah, trying to recenter yourself and ground yourself in the things that you know fill you back up and put your put your bubble back in the middle um, is really, really important. And, you know, I don't mean to beat a dead horse here, but I feel like agriculture really needs to hear it is that mental health is so, so, so important. And so often we think it's, you know, we, we relegate it to the back seat. And, um, you know, we've seen what that does. And I mean, I don't, I don't need another funeral to attend. I would much rather hear about somebody's hard day or hard week or hard year. Um, and, you know, be, 
be a safe stopping place for someone to rest um, than, you know, have to read about a tragedy in the newspaper. Yeah, no, and it's, I mean, it's, it happens more often. And I, I read somewhere, um, and don't, don't quote me on this or whatever. It could have been like Dr. Facebook talking to, um, but the agriculture is, has a lot of deaths every year. Um, and, and they were wondering whether, and they have a lot of suicides every year too. Um, but not as many as people may suspect. Um, and they wonder if some of them aren't chalked up to farming accidents. Um, you know, a tractor falls on somebody or they Mm -hmm. fall asleep and crash, you know, or, you know, something like that, that always gets chalked up to something else because the cause of death was that accident. But what was, what was the reasoning behind the cause of death? And I, I think some of that gets, gets mislabeled. And I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing or just a statistic, because I'm such a, a statistical person, but that, you know, those farming accidents, I think, and maybe they're not suicidal thoughts or whatever, but people are tired, they're distracted, they're sad, you know, and that causes an accident or causes whatever. And I think we, we take some of that for granted sometimes, um, and just go, well, we work in a dangerous field of work and yeah, we do. But, um, I think you've got a real good point there. And that might be an interesting thing to dive into in another episode. Um, you know, what's, what's the reality behind some of those statistics, but, um, yeah, listeners, I guess our, our main point is to take care of yourself and take care of each other as we move into this, um, this winter and holiday season, um, you know, reach out, send a text, don't ask, how can I help to show up with a casserole or show up and take the dog for a walk, um, show up and just sit and be with somebody, um, you know, sort of take the bull by the horns and, and don't take no for an answer because sometimes that's just what you need. Yeah, no. And I think that's great advice. Cause a lot of times I know when people are going through some hard things, you know, we, we say, let me know how I can help. Let me know what you need. And a lot mm-hmm. of times they don't know what they need. And it, and it could be in any situation, you know, whether it's a family tragedy or, um, a low point in work or mental health or whatever, and, or a new baby. And it's sometimes hard to, to know what people need, but I think just just showing up for dinner sometimes is, um, pretty incredible and can just, you know, break up the mundaneness that winter can have and help stir a conversation and you can find out what, what maybe they need, you know? And, um, and I think, I think the best thing we can give our friends and family sometimes is just to show up and it's, there's yeah, the gift of time. Yep. And there's times like when I'm, I'm exhausted and I know I need to stay home. And then there's times I'm like, I think it's just a low from work and I need to go, I need to go be with somebody or I need, I think somebody needs me. And it's amazing how much better I feel having some, um, you know, human interaction or some connection or even a good cry. Um, yeah, that can help too with the people you love (laughs) Mm -hmm. for sure. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's just being a human being and showing up for 
like you say, for the people you love, whether they're friends or family, or even if it's someone you just met and you sense, you know, maybe they could use a little bit of a pick me up. Yep. No. And it's throw. And I, I, I mean, we did an episode on kindness, but continue to throw kindness around because it's, it's not being done nearly enough. I don't think. And we're jumping. Yeah, it seems like we're more. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> It seems like we're more isolated than ever. And, you know, COVID hasn't helped that and sort of, you know, silo ourselves in our own little worlds, but we're still humans. We still need interaction. We still need connection. Um, And you never know just how far a quick smile can go, which isn't really helped out by the mask situation, but you know. (laughs) Yeah, no. And I think while we're I might divert a little bit, but while we're talking about, you know, feeling in a lull, I guess, Catherine, what are some things you found have helped you when you've, you know, gotten a lull or need, need a pick me up for the day. What are some things you go to, to reposition yourself? Yeah. One of the biggest things that I can do is to get outside. Like you do Val, get outside and just go for a simple walk all too often. I'm like, Oh, I need to do a big workout or I have to go for a 10 mile bike ride or blah, blah, blah. And really just a simple 20 minute walk can really reset my mood. Um, get outside with the dog, go for a walk along the ditch, get some fresh air um, and sort of a new perspective because it's way too easy to live on your screens. I have, I have two laptops, a tablet and a phone in front of me right now. And (laughs) that is an awful lot of screen time. And, you know, you can get stuck in scrolling um, those sorts of things. So getting outside and just a breath of fresh air and hopefully in the sunshine um, to help synthesize some of that extra vitamin D that I'm taking really helps me. Um, another one that I'm not very good at, but I'm trying to get better at is journaling. Um, I try to start my journal with five points of gratitude and then, you know, just sort of meander on about what I did that day or, or some, some realizations that I've had. Um, but sometimes just getting the words out of my head and onto paper is really helpful because then it's not sitting in my head and just ruminating all the time. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's, those are great, Catherine. It would be great if I was better at doing them. I should take my own advice. (laughs) Well, sometimes it's easier said than done too. And and sometimes just verbalizing it because you get, you just get stuck and it's like, oh, I can get up and go walk. (laughs) Like, yeah, right. Like it's the easiest thing. When you and I worked together, we would go for walks twice, three times a day. That was our break. And I really, really miss that about our relationship. That was always a really good way to get out of the office for 10 minutes and, and just kind of reset. But what are, what are one or two things that you do, Val? Oh, I think, um, one thing I've been wanting to do more that I haven't been that helps is, um, devotions and church. Um, I've kind of struggled with finding a home church in Idaho and just not having that spiritual connection. Cause when I, um, do devotions, which is, I also journal with it. So it's like a, I get the twofer cause I have to have like things to actually write down because, or I won't ever write anything down. And so, um, something I'm trying to do more is, is fill my cup up with, um, with some spirituality and, and reset and, just not getting screen time. I've been terrible lately about, um, mindlessly scrolling. Um, and so trying, 
to just put my phone down. And as if it's go for a walk or maybe cook or do laundry or something. And that just helps me reset because I spend so much time on the computer for work that coming home and mindlessly scrolling is, is hard on myself. Yeah. Yeah, it really can be just some of those simple activities that, um, are also kind of mindless, but sort of refill your cup. I know exactly what you mean by doing laundry or cooking. Like you're, you're being productive in some way, but your brain is free to sort of process stuff. Yep. And you're moving, you're not exercising, so to say, but you're moving and you're having to physically do something. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, listeners, I think we're going to leave you with those thoughts. And before we do sign off, we do want to wish, um, a happy veterans day. Um, and we want to thank all those veterans that have served, um, in the armed or in the military services or protected our country. Um, and if I start naming people in my family that have served and the people I'm appreciative of, I will miss somebody. So I am not going to do that. Um, but there are so many people that I have been a part of their lives. Um, on deployments and, um, who have been actively serving. And I can't, I can't thank them enough because I think we, even though with all the turmoil, we live in one of the greatest countries in the world. I agree, Val. I have veterans and current serving service members in my family and friend circle too. And, um, just extend a huge, huge, um, attitude of gratitude for them. They've done things that, um, have been really tough so that the rest of us can sleep safely. So thank you to our veterans, our family members and friends who have served. And um, yeah, just thank you. (laughs) Perfect. Well, and listeners, we want to hear from you. Um, How are you doing with daylight savings time? What are some things you do to take care of yourself? And how can we help? You know, if you don't know where to turn or what to do, pick up the phone and call us, email us, Facebook us. We don't even need to know who you are. Um, there's also professional resources out there as well. Um, so don't, don't hesitate to reach out. I know like one of my biggest fears is saying I'm not doing okay. Um, and so we're here to be those people. We can be nonpartisan, we partisan ear to listen to. Um, and there's no judgment coming from either one of us. Um, so we, we encourage you to reach out Um, or reach out to your friends and family. And we thank you for tuning into this week's episode of the Millennial Ag Podcast. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or you can direct message us, or you can email us, talk to us at millennialag.com. Until next week, we are Millennial Ag. (laughs) 